Jaffa the Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress, the best hour of your life you'll never get back. Welcome back to this episode of In Conclusion We Digress. Hope you guys are doing well, having a good week so far, and getting outside. And as always, we are joined by Tommy, Kyle, Pat, and Mike to talk about sports today. So guys, what's going on? Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, Dan? How you doing? Sports. Hey, guys. Doesn't matter how I'm doing. How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> You're so goddamn polite, Pat. Look at you. What? What it's like nice you're raised right or something. I was going to say, uh, to answer everyone's question, I'm doing better this week, considering that now we're really starting to move towards getting sports back. So we decided to get on tonight and, and record and talk about all the, the big news that's been coming out the last couple of days in regards to the return of sports after the two-plus-month-long hiatus due to the coronavirus. So very excited to have that back. And we'll start our conversation today regarding the return of sports with a sport that is actually, as of tonight, as we're recording on Wednesday, the 3rd of June, yet to be actually voted on by the NBA owners, but the NBA, which they're expecting to actually pass and start coming back in the coming uh, weeks. So definitely want to jump in and talk about that, the new format, uh, all the kind of details there, and talk about maybe some matchups we're looking forward to seeing as it returns, and obviously talk about how the rest of the playoffs will play off from there. So basically, I'll give a brief overview of my understanding of the return. So again, still to be voted on, so not 100% confirmed as of tonight, but they're having 22 teams go to Orlando to participate in basically a two and a half, three month long uh, end of regular season and playoff period. So it'll be the 16 playoff teams that were originally in the playoff slots before the season was suspended. And then plus five additional bubble teams from the West and the Wizards from the East who were just behind the Magic in the East uh, for that last playoff spot. So there will be eight regular season games to kind of decide seeding and figure out where everyone goes, and then it'll go into playoffs. So what are your so, guys' thoughts on that and it coming back? Question. I haven't uh, obviously taken a deep dive into the articles and the official statements that have been made. Um, I guess two things. Was the, is the imbalance for the West just because the bottom teams were closer to that last wild card spot, number one? Uh, and number two... I think they gave them more Western teams because it's just an obviously stronger conference. They all just had like better records overall. and I think it was they did like a, they probably did a strength of schedule thing. Yeah, but to Pat's uh, point, that's also true because I think it was separated uh, between the eight seed and I guess the uh, 12 seed or 13 seed by, I think, six games. So they yeah, didn't decide who would get into so those last spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and is the is a regular season – is the regular season, I guess, resuming – and are both conferences, I, I would assume, have to play each other since there's going to be an odd number of teams in one conference. Um, and then, obviously – or I guess both conferences. Well, the I mean – yeah, the Lakers and the Bucks are getting a bye, right? And then they're going traditional playoff style from there. Is that is that how it is? Yeah. So the no, I think there's some that make regular it. season games, right? That's what we're saying, um, right? So so the regular the season regular games season will games, determine the eight and eight. Correct. Okay. So basically, but they won't. Example, but everybody else so, is just chilling. Yeah, right. I don't okay. know. I you know would be sick if they had like a wild card spot. We don't need more teams in the playoffs in basketball. It already takes four months. It's already a lot. No, no, no. I'm talking about take, you know, take 
interchange one of the places, like the ninth place and the thirteenth place for a wild card. Well, um, two two quick points. That gives the Knicks a chance. (laughs) The thing, but here's the thing about the NBA: the NBA is predetermined. There's no. It's not like the NHL. It's not like the MLB. You can't come out of nowhere and win an NBA title. That's not how the league works anymore. It hasn't it's not happened. Possible. In, I'm it sorry. hasn't happened in a very long well, time. I mean, like decades. Yeah, if you have three players that are worth eighty million dollars a year in market cap, no, it's not possible. It, it's yes, yeah, so it's a combination of that. We are. I think we're in a very different era. Uh, like Tom said, with just the salary cap and just signing, a, basically the super team era. I would say. Um, There's also so that's, many that's players that are like, I mean, generationally elite talents, right? Exactly. Now. And to, in order, asking a team which is just clearly not as talented anyone can win a game but asking exactly. a team that is clearly not as talented to win four games and out of out of seven in a series that i don't know clearly favors one side it's just especially when they're not going to be home either you're not going to do it it's I, I would i would i would i would say that in the nba home court advantages uh I, I would consider it more of an advantage than let's say i don't know baseball but yeah, yeah dan go ahead no, well, so I just wanted to, you know, finish kind of your question before about the regular season stuff and give an example. So sure. the reason that uh, in the East, for example, that the Wizards were invited is because as things stood, uh, once the season was suspended, the Wizards were actually six and a half games out uh, behind the Magic. And there was no one else behind them who was even remotely close to a playoff spot. So they were like the only bubble team, if you will, in the East. So mm-hmm. I think the NBA wanted to give them a chance to come in if they can, you know, get high out of the get-go and potentially, you know, step right. in for Magic and the eight seed, that that's something that they wanted to allow to happen. And to Tom's point really quick, and then I'll let you guys go. One of the things that we're still unclear that might be coming tomorrow in the announcement officially is your point about the wild card, Tom. There actually might be a structure where instead of um, Eastern Conference playoffs and Western Conference playoffs, they just have one through 16 inter- interspersed between conferences so that you could have like the Bucks be the one seed, the Lakers be the two seed, um, and – yeah, that, they're talking about that as a possibility. But, again, not, not everything's confirmed until we know exactly what passes tomorrow. But, okay, guys, sorry. So no, so I, to what you were saying about how, like, teams, like, there was, like, so many teams in the Western Conference that are getting invited and there's only the fringe teams. Yeah, like you were saying, the uh, Washington is six games behind Brooklyn and five and a half games behind Orlando. So they're pretty tied in there. Yeah. And the idea, at least what they're showing right now, is that there's the possibility of a playoff game, of, like, playoff bracket potential here so what's going to happen is after they play these regular season games should a team like Washington move itself within four games of the eighth seed then there's going to be a wild card-esque uh, two game series or best of two so I guess mm-hmm. it would have to be you'd have to, win, you'd have to win both yeah I don't know what exactly they would do but they're saying the best of two which really doesn't make any sense because well, I guess how do you do it whoever wins two games first they're probably I don't they know, mean they best of three yeah, I think yeah. they need best of three. This is from First the NBA. First to two, best of three, yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I feel like the NBA brought in the Wizards there because they're tired John of, Wall is healthy now. No, because Bradley Beal, they're going to give him a gimme because he's been going off. And, no, but also only, John Wall, the only reason John Wall is going to be able to return is because the season was suspended. They want the drama between him and, Wall, between him and Bradley Beal. Return yeah. of the structure pending, do you guys have a – a favorite? For the the Lakers. I mean, like, personally, yeah, they're probably going to win. But The I'm Lakers. Gonna... I like LeBron. 
<laughs> I oh, don't like LeBron, so I'm gonna say Bucks. Bro. Yeah, I, it, it's hard to hate. It's hard to really hate LeBron because he he really is a good guy. Um, it's it's He's easy a genuinely to hate. good person. I, and an impressive I hate. I hate the – he does complain about some calls sometimes, but you, I guess you can when you're the best. But yeah. I, I hate the media, the essential media folk, like focusing on LeBron 24-7. It could but I'm sure it was the same way season. with Jordan when Jordan was playing. I'm sure it was. Well, the media is much bigger and different now. Exactly. But I'm, it's a, on scale, I'm sure Jordan got just as much airtime and mention as LeBron gets in the equivalent amount of media. Yeah. I, I, perhaps. I mean, obviously I can't speak to that. but Yeah. Although Jordan I would just would achieve more, but in a well, much I, easier version of the NBA. Yeah, don't tell me the players in the you NBA the back then were as good as they are right now. Please don't tell me that because I'll tell you true. what that the okay. players in the NBA in the '90s were, by and large, not even close to as good as they are right now. Mm, I would say nine. I would say nine. Different style of basketball. It's almost say, its own. It's almost a different sport. Nineties close. I would say before '80s, yes, Kyle. I think I think there's still. I mean, because look at like you know your Vince Carter, who they were playing in the '90s, and he's still playing. Vince ball Carter, what did he start? Obviously not as good, though? but like no, but he started very at the very late. I mean, yeah, he was like mid to late '90s. I think no, if you look I, at the people that we have right now, we have James Harden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Like, I mean, all of them have some bigger. kind of record in the NBA. They they hold an outright record. Players the that they're not generationally good players, but there's, you know, there's been generations in the NBA where that's happened before too. But they all happen to be able to chuck a ball from a three point line and only run three quarters of a distance of a court. Mm-hmm. Go back yeah. and play lackluster defense. That's what I'm saying. They're they're it's picking the low hanging fruit when it comes to it's less it. physical basketball. Uh, you know. The time to be, to to score. We're is not we're, we're not diminishing the talent it takes to do that because that is freaking. Yeah, awesome. I'm not um, I'm not but, just telling you, yeah, but I'm it's, also saying it's a different game. Yeah, fair. But I just don't think Jordan faced the level of opposition. I think you're both up regardless point. of the, the game and how it is. I don't think Jordan faced teams that were forced scale as difficult as you can face right now in the Western Conference. No, I mean. I understand what you're saying, and I think that what you with the whole record argument is just that there's a lot of low hanging fruit out there. I mean, think about the three point record, but it was like Ray Allen, Steph Curry's halfway through his career, and he's almost there. Like people are just taking significantly more threes. Like that's where you're going to have these numbers come up. Uh, there's still like a ton of records that'll never get touched, and still really important aspects of the game, like rebounding, things like that. Um, you know, blocks, things that will probably never get touched. I think that you have to look at what. Like, you look at the 90s and the early 2000s, and that's why you have the players that you have now because that was the development of those things. So that's why I think a 90s team would be – like, a 90s, early 2000s team would be able to hold its own against a modern-era team because they're the reason why the modern-era guys – because these guys are all born, like, mid-90s. So that's what they watched growing up, and that's how they developed. Whereas those, like, 90s guys were still phasing out, like, watching very fundamental paint basketball from the 70s and the 80s. So, like, I think that it's hard to make that argument that – there's no chance because I think a lot of those teams were excellent and their fundamental basketball will slow the game down to a point where you have to play defense. You can't just chuck it up from the arc all the time. Yeah. And like the, re- the rebounds would be dominating. Like, I was going to say, there'd defense, be no no longer, defense no longer wins championships. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, there, if there was a team, if there were – 
three teams in the NBA that played defense like any team from the 1990s, it would it would shake things up for sure. Isn't that why the Toronto Raptors won last year? Yeah, they literally won a championship because of defense. Because they were like – Like it, the it, last exactly, championship. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, I mean, the plays defense. they were kind of, uh, I mean, obviously they had talent, but they were kind of, a, a, from modern standards, I would say a surprise. To be yes, honest. definitely. But I also think that it was it had to do a lot with, because their talent was so young and people were sleeping on them. You contradicted yourself there, Pat. You said before that, like, a bad team couldn't win four games out of a seven-game series. You put it by Thanks, that They're not a bad team not a bad by team. any stretch of the imagination. But Kawhi I'm saying, like – They were, like, top saying, three all season, I think. Dude, this wasn't a two. Yeah, they were. I'm – I'm not contradicting myself because seven seeds don't beat two seeds and eight seeds don't beat one seeds. We're in hockey. We see that all the time. Oh yeah. That's why you need to have like such a Raptors were not that low. Raptors were a three or a two. I think they were two. Yeah. But they weren't like, they weren't any two of a, of the LeBron and Steph Curry led uh, dynasties that dominated the last 10 years. Also, you know, I mean, but they're in the East. Also they get LeBron's gone. I mean, there was a lot. There was a, there was change-ups. I think you also got to say, too, that the Raptors get absolutely fucking scraped if the Warriors are healthy. Agreed. That's a, yeah, that's a five-game series at the most. That yeah, wouldn't even be close. Uh, and Draymond, by the way, also, can we, can we just get this out there? Draymond Green so. is getting so much praise these days for being so spectacular. And I think ESPN just put him on, like, their team of the 2010s. Ridiculous. Oh, are you God. fucking kidding me? Preposterous. Are he you kidding one- me? I mean, he is a good two-way basketball player, but he's by no means a leader. He's by no means a star. And he's playing around two of the best shooters to ever touch a basketball. So it Mm -hmm. makes him look pretty damn good. And when they're gone, he's atrocious. He's a clown. Okay, so – And he's a clown. He is a clown. So something that bothers me too is he's always going after like Barkley or whatever, like – Draymond doesn't even average what Barkley's like career lows were. Yeah. Like it's I, I don't know. I mean, I understand that he's a good role player and whatnot, but he's got a big mouth, which I think is a key to being noticed in the modern NBA. But I guess if you go, let's okay, so let's do Because like people people exercise. sleep on people kind of sleep on Kawhi a little bit. I'm not saying that they like really sleep on him because he's still not one of the anymore. best players in the league. But not like, anymore, they don't. People not slept anymore. on him for so long just because he like just shut up, showed up to work every day, did his job and went home. Like, I don't like, think I don't so- think anyone slept on Kawhi since he won the finals MVP. Like, like, not like, since not since he was a spur. Yeah. So I, all I'm gonna say is Draymond Green did not deserve that spot and I don't think he deserves the praise that people give him. Well, let me, let me say this on Draymond because I agree with you wholeheartedly, Kyle. He doesn't deserve the amount of praise he gets, but I would go as far to say that he is a top five defensive player in the league. Yeah. I, I think that's definitely his strong suit, that he's, he's yeah. so good on that team because no one else on that team plays defense at all, really, except for maybe um, previously Andre Iguodala. So the fact that he is kind of the defensive anchor I mean, it kind of goes unnoticed considering that Steph and Clay put up, you know, 70 shots a game. Yeah. But I, don't know, I think it can't be understated I really think, that he is a really valuable asset to the team from a defensive standpoint, but he doesn't deserve the amount of praise he gets to be an all-round yeah. player. So I think what he really has to shine defensively is when he's in those positions when he's not giving the ball to Steph or Clay. And he actually has to do something. I'd put it – I wouldn't want him on my team. He doesn't really bring enough to me, and he's a complete – lunatic too and he just loves yeah. to get technicals and get tossed and it's like no one needs your liability 
say we do East West, it comes down to an 18 playoff. Hypothetically, we run the numbers as it should go. Bucks, Lakers, right? Bucks, Lakers. Everyone's okay Pro- with that. Probably, barring any unforeseen. I can't yeah. even think of a team in the East that that would compete with. Like right now, I just don't know. Yeah. Celtics, relevant. maybe the Sixers. Celtics. Celtics. I'll yeah, say has been on fire. I would say this. This. Yeah, the Celtics. Right yeah. now, just so everyone knows for reference the standings, so the Bucks are first, obviously. The Raptors are second. The Celtics are third. The Heat are actually fourth, and then the Pacers are fifth. Mm-hmm. Sixers are sixth. So Heater, Heater, cooking this year, man. Jimmy Butler. No, they they had a good season. Those rookies are killing it too. Yeah. Yeah, the kid they drafted is sick. Yeah, he's he's gross. Yeah. So but I guess just... I mean, who is the NBA? Who is your NBA champion? Everyone knows I'm with the Lakers because I just think it's the truth. Yeah. So Mike, who for you? Bucks. Pat. My brain says the Lakers. I mean, I think the Clippers could could do something. Maybe, yeah. The Clippers uh, have, Dan. Be- have beaten the Lakers in the regular season. Yeah. Dan, who's your champion? Yeah, again, being an NBA fan for as long as I have and just seeing how the league has developed over the last couple of years, I think it, you have to say the Lakers. But I think if I were to make a bold prediction, I'll say the Nuggets. The Nuggets oh, actually, I was going to say they're that. Really good. They, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're nice. They're under the radar for a while. No one talks about them. They're strong from point guard to center. Jojo's is unbelievable. Um, oh, yeah, no one, but no one talks about them. They're, they're a very well-built team. They have a strong bench. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be good enough and have the experience to beat the Lakers in the playoffs, but, you know, they're only six or seven games behind the Lakers in the regular season. So, they're my, like, sleeper pick. They were – they're they're my – we're going to be my sleeper So, I was going to say, Tom, who's your who's your non-sleeper? Who's your champion? I got the Bucs. I'll say two, two quick points from me. First of all, I just want to address something that, Kyle, you said before that's actually a really good point that I don't think anyone's really talked about about any sport coming back, let alone just the NBA. These couple of months off – have allowed every single team in sports to get healthy. So you're going into each of these playoffs mm-hmm. at pretty much full strength, with the exception of a few people here and there who had like long-term injuries. Or so that's something that's five pounds like Eddie Lacy. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you're, now you're thinking in like the issue being not being health, but maybe rust. You know, I think it's similar to like when you're beginning a season. Right, but that, that's why the proposal is calling them for not to start until July 31st because they want to allow them to have almost two months' time to that's actually like get training back camps. in the training camp training camp and, period, and play scrimmage game stuff, yeah. But that, that's no substitute for real play, though. I will say that. Oh, of course not. Yeah. But regardless, from a health standpoint, every team should have full strength. And I don't know, I feel like it's going to make things interesting. But No, I mean, I, wanted, I was actually just going to talk about that. So should this all go off, right? And this goes until October, which means you're going to bump the regular season a little bit, probably. To also, that is fucking bullshit. Just saying there's no reason it should take that long. Continue, Mike. I know, but that's what they're saying. They're going until October. I just want that to raise my displeasure. The last day. My that displeasure. means that, um, like, what is yeah. that? That's it, make, it makes te- sense, though. No, it but that's three teams in the, in the West and, what, uh, seven teams in the East that are not going to play for nine months? Well, mm-hmm. if you think about it, playoffs in the NBA and, and – I guess NHL, if we're, if we're talking that style, always take two months. And if that, this is three, three months. Yeah, no, it's three months now. September, October. No, it's August, August, September, and then most of October. Half of October. But figure these people, that all they're doing is nonstop. Like, they're living and doing basketball. There's no travel. There's no travel days. Like, you could theoretically play a basketball game every other day, and there's a limited number of teams. Like, if you can facilitate, I don't know, you know, there's 22 teams by the time you get to playoffs. Like, you have to, as long as you can facilitate eight games 
or four games a day, you can play every other day for like that entire time. There's, you there's play. Not they're gonna play. Any... They're mm-hmm. gonna play nine weeks worth of soccer games in in a space of less than a month. And those guys are running a 10k. Some of them, two to three times a week. You can play two to three basketball games a week, boys. Come on. Yeah. Well, basketball is like the prima donna sport. Like they are always the issue when it comes to money, when it comes to rest, when it comes to like they invented load management. Like. You know, I mean, obviously, there's always been, like, kind of a load management-like thing in baseball for certain positions, like catcher, but, like, there's 162 games. Like, you get a day off once in a while. The biggest thing that I'm interested to see how that unfolds within the NBA is those last five slots in the West. So, basically, the Grizzlies right now are the eighth seed in the West. Um, And then beyond them, the five teams that were invited were the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. And they're all separated by about six games. So... Do you guys see a scenario where one of those teams out of the five I listed is able to jump back up and get in that eight seed and get in the playoffs? Or do you see the Grizzlies just holding strong and, and making it as the eight seed? Well, that seems like it's going to be the uh, best test in the West. I think that uh, – Best test in the I West. Think, best test in the West, Randy. I think – I honestly, I think the – if anyone in that last five – spots can hold I think or anyone can move rather I would definitely think that it would be the Wolves taking out the Suns not the not the Tim not the Trailblazers with Dollar Dame and CJ no why it's yeah it's Dollar Dame that's what I mean he's objectively the best player on the rest of the teams you think so Absolutely. Who do you if, if you have three seconds left and you can give the ball to anyone in the NBA, if you don't give it to Damian Lillard, you're an idiot. He oh, hit no, shots from the parking lot beaters. for fun. Most buzzer, most buzzer beaters of the 2000s, dude. They are eight games <laughs> under. And the Grizzlies are only one game under. Know, the Grizzlies are only one? He's statistically the best buzzer beater shooter of the 2000s, and he's on the Blazers. So, yeah, you got 3J, Dame, <laughs> I mean, and I went against there my point there, I guess, but I had to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> also, Dame did say he's probably just going to sit, so there's no I'll point in coming. I'll Mello most missed game winner, so there's that. <laughs> I'm going to get a Mello jersey, 100%. <laughs> I want a Mello double zero. I miss him. Sorry. I do, too. Um, and just for context, again, so the t- three teams that are closest are the Blizzards, the Pelicans, and the Kings. They're all three and a half behind the Grizzlies when play starts. No. They all, they all the same uh, winning percentage, correct? Or at least – Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think the, the Pels can, can, can do it. I mean, I, I understand that Zion is unbelievable and everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, Brandon Ingram is pretty good now. But I think when you look at the teams just slightly above them, it's going to be hard for me to trust the Pelicans over anybody there. So the reason why I'm also going to go with the Grizzlies too is because the NBA is like so predictable, especially with this. Like, it's just like the teams that are there are going to be the teams that are still there. Like the NBA is always going to make the popular vote pick for whatever kind of hardware at the end of the season. So uh, the the NBA is just like, it's so badly predictable with a lot of these things and you hate to see it. And that's why like, I do love hockey so much and we'll get into it, but like hockey, why it is so important to have all these teams. Whereas the NBA, it's like, all right, Damian Lillard's going to sit out because he's like, this is bullshit. Like, I know nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But before we move, I want to just – one very important thing. It's a shout-out to my Jimmer jersey that I'm currently <laughs> rocking tonight. Yeah. For, the, for those of you at home, I'm wearing a uh, 
Sacramento Kings Jimmer Fredette jersey that was gifted to me by the one, the only, the Tom Power. Um, <laughs> but he is actually now a league champion in the Greek League. He won, based on the voting system, which the Greek League decided to adopt, a 13-1 to for the Panathakinakonos team. I completely butchered that. And Sorry, all of Greece. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Panathakinakonos. Okay, they won well, the league that's championship. That's not what it's called. And you know who their coach was? <laughs> David Black. Tell me it was Kurt Rambis. Yeah. No, it was, it's Slick Rick Pitino. Shut the fuck no up. No way. Yes, Slick Rick Pitino just won a, Greek, a fucking Greek league title and then jizzed his way back to Iona College. And Jimmer Fredette also, before that, didn't he t- absolutely tear it up on the Chinese? On the Chinese? Yeah, he destroyed the Chinese. He, dude, literally torched sick. the Chinese league, yeah. Yeah, so he won in the Chinese league. He holds the record for the most points scored in a game, the most points scored in a season, most points scored in a career, most field yeah, goals made, most field goals made in a career, second most three-point field goals. He absolutely, like, wrecked them. It's literally uh, like, give me the fucking ball. Oh, no, sorry. That, was, that was for his team. Yeah, that <laughs> Get out of the way, team. yeah. For Shanghai. In- I'm sure they paid him handsomely because I know that a lot of soccer players are starting to go to China because they're getting paid – Five and six hundred thousand euros a, a week to play for those teams. Fellow yeah, New so Yorker, he, by the way, he he's from Glens Falls in upstate New York. Really? He averaged thirty-seven yep. points a game, That's seven gross. rebounds, six assists, two steals, and he was shooting ninety-five percent from free throw, forty-one so- percent from three, and forty-five percent from the field. I, I'm so Jesus. upset about that because I think right before he went to China. He was a Nick for, I think, a year, maybe two years. Yeah, he was. He was in the G and, uh, League, yeah. But he was in the G League, but he did get called up to the actual Knicks, and he, he never got – well, because he was doing so well in the G League, and he never got a shot. He never – I think it was um, – that, that, That's Fisher? pathetic because Ron Baker Probably. would get a shot from time to time. <laughs> Dude, Ron Don't Baker you disrespect Ron Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Seriously, you disrespect Ron Baker. Get the fuck out of here, you big idiot. <laughs> yeah. Wichita State boy, yes. The Shockers. <laughs> Oh God! Well, yeah, we should we should uh, move on from the NBA because I feel like we're gonna keep going down the the Jimmer Fredette wormhole and end we up absolutely somewhere get away from that. But yeah, logistically, for anyone listening, if you're curious, again, as we're recording this, everything hasn't been approved yet, but we're anticipating that the NBA will be approved to return tomorrow. There would be a few weeks of training camp, and then the official return to tip off would be July 31st, and the potential last game would be October 12th. It'd be about two and a half months to finish the NBA season in Crown Champion. So, to Mike's point, we want to get into hockey as well, because hockey is also returning and in the coming weeks. So, this is a really interesting structure for me, because I've actually never seen a playoff structure that includes so many teams. And I know, technically, there's a lot of play-in rounds, but it's still technically the playoffs. Uh, so, the NHL has actually said that they're not technically the playoffs. They're really? play-in rounds. The NHL has said the playoffs don't start until the round of 16 begins. Interesting. I know, I know collectively to households, it's going to be considered. I'm going to let you obviously explain the structure, but um, yeah. people understand. But, yeah, I, th- I think that's what they've said. Yeah, they officially yeah. said that the regular season is complete. Right. Regular season's done. So now at this point, they are inviting 24 teams from the NHL to come in and participate in 
essentially what is the round before the playoffs to Pat's point. So the top four teams in each conference basically are in already. And what they'll do during this period is they'll actually just play a few games to decide seeding in terms of who's going to be the one who's going to be um, down to four. And then everyone else is going to be playing a play-in round, I believe a best of five series. And those people will end up advancing to the actual Stanley Cup playoffs. So what's good for at least us in our room here is that I think all of our teams at least made it into that portion. So that I know Mike, Pat, and I are Islander fans. You know, our, our team, were the seventh seed in the East, which is cool. You know, the Rangers in New York as well made it. I think they're the 12, if I'm ten. correct there, or 10 they're seed. 10. Yeah, so... We don't care. We don't Either care way, about how they do, though. No, we don't. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be exciting to see kind of how this all unfolds. And again, there's not going to be any sort of regular season leading up to it. It's just starting right away, kind of you have to win and, and you're in, or you lose a couple games and you're out. So how do you guys feel about this structure and how, you know, this is all different than the NBA? Talked a lot about the NBA and how the NBA is kind of like set in stone, like why you can have one bubble team invited from the Eastern Conference, where as in hockey, it's it's so like we just we'll took it last year. Like look at the Hurricanes, right? Hurricanes destroyed the playoffs last year, coming in as a wild card team. So these playing series are going to be so important. I mean, as an Islander fan, also coming off this long rest will allow us to get healthy. I mean, we'll have Pelic back on defense, which is a huge bonus for us. Everyone will be completely healthy, even though um, we were style, cursing uh, his name uh, maybe a year and a half ago. But he's quickly yeah. become ever since we did dog shit. Ever since he got hurt. Yeah, well, he, um, you know, and the, the system works around him as well. I think this is really important, but it also gives a chance for all the other team. Hockey being the sport that it is, it's a rough sport, especially the style of hockey that at least the Islanders play, where they like to put their bodies in front of the puck all the time. So it's going to give them a good chance to rest. If you look at the numbers from the beginning of the season, the Islanders went on a crazy run. So coming from a fresh start, I have a lot of high hopes for them. I also love to see a little rematch of a playoff series between the Islanders and the Panthers. Last time, uh, at least the first time they, they had advanced, you know, in my lifetime was against the Panthers on that wraparound goal. Yeah, and so, he will not he will not be named. Yeah. Fucking scored on that wraparound goal. Judas Iscariot himself yeah. scoring a wraparound goal <laughs> uh, to win, uh, you know, to win that series. So I would love to see that again. I think there'll actually be some good energy. It's pr- I think that's probably the last Panthers playoff series they had. Maybe one yeah. or two. One yeah, more we, since then? No, they haven't. That's a, that was the most recent one. That was the most recent playoff series. So I know they're itching to come back, and we, we definitely took one from them there. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I want to hear what Pat's got to say, though, because I know I mean, he'll probably agree with me. But Sure. So I guess we'll – I guess Islanders first. I think – so they were, yeah, the seventh best team in the East. They started off super hot, right? I think the Barry Trot system – is advantageous to I get teams in the beginning of the season. The Islanders were the kind of the same way last year, and they kind of, maybe not to this extent, but they kind of maybe let the gas pedal up maybe a little bit near the end of year of the year last year, and even this year they didn't haven't won a game. So I think they were 0-3 and four in their last seven this season before play was suspended due to COVID. I just think the, I think with the training camp with the, well first of all the three month rest will ultimately be three or four months of rest, getting healthy. And then the training camp will kind of refresh the players, um, have them almost feel like it's a brand new season almost. Uh, I think having that and the fact that they they started the season like 18 and three, I just think they could do some damage early on if if it's almost feels like a brand new season, as I had said, and what we've been saying. 
So I guess going back to what Mike said earlier, though, about the actual format as a whole, I, I mean, being someone, if, if, they, if they just took the top 16, the Islanders would be in it, but they would be like an eight seed or a seven seed, I think. Yeah, they'd be the second wild card, right? So if they did it based on wins per game, they'd be the second wild card. If they did it based on points percentage, they'd be the seventh wild card, uh, or the first wild card, I'm sorry, and then the seventh seed. So I would, I would say I would agree with it because I think it's not fair to the teams because there were just so many teams that were in it this year, so many teams with good winning records this year that were in the bubble. Um, a lot of teams were on the rise. I, you know, I hate to say it, but the Rangers were playing some fantastic hockey down the stretch. They were, their team was really coming together. That goalie, Shesterkin, is going to be a stud. So I got I to gotta give them their due. And Artemi Panarin just does things with the puck that just – that he's a wizard. He has perfect vision. Um, and I'm just super salty because we should have had him and not the Rangers. But his wife saw a map. That is the most. His wife, his wife didn't know how to read a map. His, his wife, wife didn't know, how to, know how to read a map. He was going to be an Islander, and then she learned how to read a map, and she realized that, where Brooklyn was, him? and she literally <laughs> told him not sign with the Islanders. That's what happened. Honest truth. Look it up, people. It's the most ridiculous thing. So the reason I'm ultimately happy with with this decision, as Dan had mentioned, with the top four teams getting a. Uh, kind of like their own round-robin style to determine the first four seeds. I think we would have been playing the Bruins, who we haven't won at home against the Bruins. I mean, not that home ice is going to be really much of a thing in this uh, eventual playoff series, but we haven't – we are just so bad against the Bruins. I think we, we, did, we did win a game against them in a shootout this year, but we haven't won a game at home against them in like 10 freaking years. So – and that's was – I think that's would have been our likely opponent. So I'm glad there's an opportunity to mix that up. I think the Panthers are a beatable team. Not that I really see us going too, too far, if I'm being perfectly honest, but hey, a man can dream. Well, that, that brings up two interesting points that I had you know, thought of when I first saw this come through. So first and foremost, Pat, to your point, the not having fans, I feel like hockey uh, specifically is a sport that really, really feeds off the energy of, of fans. I know especially seeing it with the Islanders mm-hmm. last couple of years when they played their playoff series at the Coliseum, the players love it and the fans mm-hmm. are – and we went to, and especially at the Coliseum too, because um, obviously the first round against the Penguins, which we won last year, uh, the Coliseum was a nut house. I yeah. wish I could have been there. And then if you guys remember, us three were at the second round series where we got our fucking ke- our teeth kicked in by the Carolina Hurricanes. And we the were one at the, nothing game. Yep. Yeah, we lost one nothing. We didn't even get a freaking goal. And to be honest with you, there were times there were hits, and the crowd would you know would, would get up on their feet. But for the most part. Since it was Barclays Center, it just felt like a freaking church. You can hear it, a pin it was, drop. It was like being yeah. at a freaking JV wrestling match. 100%. Honestly. It was so, bad. I'm sorry, Dan, continue. No, so I was going to say, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams respond to this environment. I, I mean, obviously, the intensity is still going to be there in a sense because you're playing basically, you know, to win in advance. But not having – the roar of the crowd behind you and giving you that extra energy you need when, you know, you're, you're going constantly throughout the game. It's going to be interesting to see how the teams respond to that. But mm-hmm. to that point as well, how players are going to be in terms of like conditioning, hockey is such a different sport in terms of like basketball where you can like just step on the court and it's like the same surface you're usually walking on. Mm-hmm. Whereas hockey, like it's a whole different thing. You're on skates. You have to get used to being on skates again, mm-hmm. that whole process. So I wonder if that's going to be something that's going to take Plus, you, you can all you can always substitute out people uh, in basketball and call timeout and do whatever you need to do. Um, right. When the ball is inbounded, you know, just substitute a player during free throws, whatever hockey, you have to run your full, you have to go your full shifts. And that could be extremely tiresome for some of their players, especially, you know, 
you're familiar with the game. Penalty killing is, you know, gruesome. some of the biggest yeoman, I wouldn't say gruesome, but like just yeoman work. Uh, people just out there blocking shots for the full two minutes, skating around, trying to get fucked. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. It's a pass point. Yeah, Islanders are the seven seed, so I'm hopeful that the Islanders can at least win the play-in series, and then mm-hmm. whoever the standings go, they'll play one of the Bruins, the Lightning, the Capitals, or the Flyers mm-hmm. um, from there. So, listen, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's anyone. At the end of the day, it's anyone's game. Uh, hockey is, I think, a little bit more open to a champion than obviously the NBA, and that's and that's not just because uh, not just because it is more towards the nature of the games. Because I, I know we kind of. Not that we shit talked basketball earlier, but just about like the super team conglomerates and the construction of the teams. But you know, just the nature of hockey, it is a little bit more on the luckier side. Usually, the better team wins. I would say ninety to ninety-five percent of the time, the, the the better team wins. But you know, sometimes it just takes a hot goal, goaltender to streak through the playoffs, which is why yeah. you know, circa you know twenty thirteen, L.A. Kings, the eight seed, Jonathan Quick stood on his head. Uh, Jordan Bennington taking the Blues from the last team in the NHL on a lucky streak all the way to the playoffs. I mean, was he consistently good in the playoffs last year? No, but he – It wasn't just him, him, though. I mean, the entire yeah, team – Ryan O'Reilly. Around. It was, was a coaching change in Craig Berube, which really turned the, just changed the culture of the team midseason. Uh, that would be the one thing I would point to. But, yeah, to your point, Jordan Bennington was also really good down the stretch. Uh, the one thing that I think we didn't get into, though, is like how this is actually going to go down, this whole situation. So I'm looking at the plan that uh, that Batman put out, and obviously regular season is done, and then it kind of goes into this hub city thing that's going on, and they haven't really picked any of that yet, but that's this is the plan as it goes from here. So early June, they're expecting to have clubs return to their facilities for voluntary on and off practices, on and off practices, workouts, whatever, get people going. Phase three, no earlier than July 1st, so that could be any time in July actual training camp phase four clubs would go to the home city or would go into two hub cities for conference based round robins and qualifying rounds and then the playoffs uh once they're in the hub cities all the transportation secure facilities testing will all be and practice facilities will all be handled by the nhl to like keep it all safe so then the cities that are under consideration are chicago columbus dallas edmonton Vegas, L.A., uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So you can take Minneapolis off that list. Yeah, Minneapolis is – this was from the 26th. And I'm going to be honest with you, why in the hell don't they just play it in who gives a shit Canada? Bumfuck Canada. Calgary, Uh, Manitoba, like play it up there where you know you're going to have innately less exposure issues. Most players live there anyway, too. Yeah, also, also sorry, I, mean, I haven't spoken because I just really don't care about hockey. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just don't. Uh, I have enough sports that I watch. Um, to, so to me, like, you do have an opportunity to play the sport in a really isolated place that the players wouldn't mind. Why do you not take that? I mean, I mean like, educate me is what I'm saying. Why, why is that a bad idea? Facilities. Um, a lot of times these bumfuck Canada places. Well, a couple things, right? Uh, I mean, they, they do have a lot of locations here, but you got to also take into consideration, like, you don't want to be necessarily a home series, every series for one team. Especially Edmonton, so, who's in the, who is in the playoffs. Yeah. Edmonton, so Calgary, Calgary then, Edmonton, Winnipeg, no, they're, they're, and, Calgary's and in the Toronto. Playoffs. Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, and Vancouver are all in the playoffs. The only team that's on the playoffs from Canada is – No, uh, uh, the Canadians Ottawa. are in. Canadians are in, too, yeah. Yeah, Montreal as well. So these are all teams. And 12. Gotta, like, Ottawa, who's uh, basically – 
the most cancerous team I've ever seen. So then, so then you say you don't want it to be a home game for people, but it's innately going to be a home game for someone at some point. Uh, but it isn't well, because could, there's no fans. So like that argument is dumb to me. No, there's no but, fans. But ice so it wouldn't be home ice structure. It doesn't mean anything. Ice is different everywhere, dude. If you're used ice to ice, is a big to, deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. boards and ice are different in every arena. Like uh, that's why the home ice advantage is such an important thing in hockey because well, like, and last change. Yeah, but if they're gonna keep playing on the same ice, right? You'll get used to it. You're a fucking professional hockey player. You can get used to ice. There's no way that they can. You, you can. Early on, I would say the advantage is to like if Edmonton were to play at Edmonton, they, they you would have to give them the ed, the edge, you know, pun, pun intended, early on in a playoff series. So there's fully no objective way to do that. Then we'll have them based in a different hub city. Yes, but then two they're going to be playing against someone whose home game it is. Hmm. Someone's always going to have a home game. That's the issue. Well, just uh... – So to speak. Obviously, it doesn't matter because there's no fans. But if, if the boards mm-hmm. and the ice really are, you know, such a thing – again, no fucking clue. But if they really are such a thing, then someone is always going to have an advantage unless they make – Every home team play in a different place, but then is that really possible? And then also yep. your rivals play you. How many times a year do you guys play the uh, play the, the Capitals? You think they don't know what that ice is like? Four to six, four four times. Uh, like I'm the, not, the I'm Canada thing. I'm not them. saying it's a major advantage. I'm just saying it's a just it's something. That's just, yeah, slight. It's a slight thing to think about. So since I'm the one with no bearing and or favoritism, other than the fact that I grew up an Islanders fan and will support them. I'll ask each one of you who is going to win the cup. Pat, no dilly-dallying, lolly-yagging, or any of your usual bullshit. You will give me a clean answer. Dan, you will give me the first answer. Based on how everything is is seated, from what I remember, how teams were playing before uh, everything ended, I think I would say Vegas, or I would actually stick with, uh, I think I said Washington. I'd say Vegas or Washington. So those are the two east and west. Um, Okay. And I'll go uh, Vegas total. Mike? Uh, I'm going to stick with my prediction from earlier, uh, the, the Bruins. Uh, but I think that if I had to pick a Western Conference team, probably I'm going to agree with Vegas. Like, Vegas is just such a good team. So, I think uh, we're the second best record. Avs. Or if not the second. Yeah, exactly. The Avs. Uh, the Avalanche are, have been incredible this year, led by, obviously, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, uh, probably probable rookie of the year, or at least consider uh, – a uh, person who should be considered for Rookie of the Year, Kale McCarr on defense. And they've been getting solid goaltending as well. So I think you something I didn't really think about last time and something I have since thought about, I think the Avalanche in the West, and I think last time I said the Capitals as well, Dan. Upon so, further review, Pat has changed his opinion, which, you know, you are allowed to do that. Well, I said the, I said the Capitals in the East. I'm going to stick with that. I think the West, obviously, we mentioned a bunch of teams, but I think we just uh, kind of – Flew under the radar. I think the abs, abs in the West. Pat, not one to make a sleeper prediction, so I really like this. Mike, what are the what so, are the odds? So I'm using the bet the pucks, which is um, that's this is where I'm getting my odds from. I know we've seen different, uh, you know, different odds from everywhere, but I know Dan, your two picks where you pick the Knights. Yeah, they're six mm-hmm. to one. Um, okay. They're tied for the favorite to win, uh, as well as your other team was. Should you pick? Capital Cats. Capitals. Capitals are 10-1. So, again, they're up there. They're in the top five, six. obvious to everyone that I know nothing about hockey, but (laughs) I'm going to go with the Coyotes just because their jerseys are dope. Yeah. I will give you your odds 
on the on the Yotes. Um, the Coyotes are fifty to one. I'm gonna so nice. say I take Rangers to piss the three of you off. I'm gonna take the Rangers. They're tied with the Islanders eighty to one. So like, okay, it's cool. It's safe. Honestly, <laughs> just just to annoy you guys. You you can say it to annoy me, but if you're a betting if you're a betting man and saw those odds and how the Rangers are doing, not even a bad pick. Uh, what about the, what about in the East, Tommy? What about in the East? You know what? I'll go with the Rangers too, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Just about the Islanders fans. Meet you, Chell. Twenty minutes. Let's go. Jesus, that would take a long. You know, I'm actually scared now. So let's move. Yeah, we should be. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, Pat, I would say, is, is just a step below Jesus Christ and Shell, so I don't think anyone should uh, honestly, anyone should want to take him on in Shell. Honestly, I'm just it. a step above horse shit, and I can confirm that Pat is so good at literally scares. Give me seven games against Jesus Christ and Shell, though. I want to touch on two other uh, sports before we wrap things up today. So first, I know, Kyle, the sport, obviously, that's so always top of my view is soccer and European soccer is starting to come back. A lot of different leagues in a Premier League and everything in the United States. So yeah. can you tell so us what's going got, on with that? So funny enough, uh, for if this video ever makes it out, I am wearing the Perry uh, Saint-Germain uh, Jordan Champions jersey from this year, which is really ironic because uh, the French League actually canceled already and will not be coming back, which I think is really funny um, because there was absolutely a title race on. Uh, so now we have three leagues coming back, and that's uh, the Premier League in England will be returning on June the 17th. Uh, we'll have two games to bring four teams uh, up to match week 29. Uh, and then the following weekend, which will be a big game for me because I'm a big Everton supporter, is what they refer to as the Merseyside Derby, Everton versus Liverpool, which is the Yankees-Red Sox-ish type deal of, of England. Um, not that the Everton is particularly good at anything. Uh, Liverpool are poised to win the, their first ever Premier League, first league title in 30 years at Everton Stadium, which would give me deep, deep sadness, and I really hope it doesn't happen. But there are several pretty easy conditions uh, that would have to be met for it to happen. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Moving down the line, uh, we have La Liga in Spain, where there is an actual title race. Also, yes, uh, Ever Liverpool, I believe, are 19 points clear at the top of the table. So they're going to win the league. Uh, in Spain, there is a small gap we have a four point gap between barcelona and real madrid barcelona going for their third title they're another one of my teams um they will start the season on june 13th against Mallorca, and real madrid will start the season on the 14th uh, then moving into italy Serie A, where cristiano ronaldo plays they will return on june the 20th uh, juventus is in first place and they're looking to win their ninth consecutive league title uh, they are closely trailed by a team called lazio which is one of the teams from rome they were an outside shot. No one really thought they had a hope this year. So that could be really cool. It could be a lot of fun to see a title race in, in Italy for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, Germany is back. Germany is playing sports. They are playing soccer. There has been some great games. I've been watching quite a bit. Der Klassiker versus Bayern and Dortmund was a couple of weeks ago. And Dortmund lost like they unfortunately do. And Bayern are up seven points now, which is an basically an insurmountable lead at this point. They're looking to win another consecutive league title. I don't think it's nine. And then also uh, Champions League has not set dates yet, but they will be resuming hopefully sometime in August because all of these leagues have been told by the governing body they need to be wrapped up by August. Uh, and then another random sport that I know we talked about on another episode of the podcast is Formula One. Today is one month until we go back 
racing in Austria, which I am very excited about. Uh, going to be a very short schedule. They've announced a very small portion of it so far, and they are willing to cut other bits. They will be racing multiple tracks, multiple weekends in a row, uh, Austria twice and the UK twice, now that I know. Unfortunately, we won't get to see some crown jewels like Monaco, but we will get Spa, and hopefully, 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 we will get Monza. But We're gonna get Monza. No, don't just will it into existence. I'm try, I tried. I tried to Ferrari, will Monaco into existence, and then I could cry. But a Ferrari win, like to cap I, the season off. I at legitimately Monza. cried last year when a Ferrari won at that track. I was, I was there. I can, I can I attest to this. I cried. I've never been happier. So I don't know. These I like weird sports. A lot of people say this, but those are my two sports that I'm very happy are a back and b coming back. So we'll see how that goes in the future. And also, like I said earlier, the MLS has agreed, at least the players' union, which is, I know, a big uh, stop up with baseball right now. The players' union has agreed to the deal proposed by the league. Uh, the 1970 teams to be voted on. It sounds like it's going to be a World Cup-style tournament, which could be really cool um, because that's how the playoffs are in the MLS anyway. Uh, obviously, it sounds like they're group games, but uh, should be interesting. Soccer's back, and they will be wrapping everything up, like I said, by mid-July. I think everyone shares the excitement that like sports are just – starting to make their comeback even if you know obviously Kyle your example things are coming back sooner but obviously for NHL and, and NBA it's going to be a little longer but still the fact that there's a light at the end of the tunnel is something that's so great to see and something that's even really, a rough really exciting. exactly yeah it's, so, it's very it's very nice there's a possibility of us having like this these crazy sport equinoxes uh, like mid-September you could have a major in golf the U.S. Open NBA playoffs NHL playoffs last week of the proposed MLB like 50 game season with playoffs and football all going on on the same day and if I guess if you're a Formula One fan you'll get a Formula One race that weekend probably as well so sheesh and uh, there will uh, there might be in September there might be Champions League games on those days or the final or something because you could throw another equally what the hell is this doing here sporting event on one of those days so yeah, we were talking about sports though that people care about Kyle. So yes, wanna... the Champions League final was watched by 1.2 billion people last year. How many people watched the uh, Super Bowl again? Because I know the, the Champions League final is, more, is typically more watched than the Super Bowl. Indeed. Just because more oh. people play soccer. How many? Yeah. Well, how many Super Bowls uh, have any of those teams won? Yeah, those exactly. Won. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's only let's only be, play sports that we're good at. That we invented. What? Um, if we, if speaking we, of sports, we invented. If we baseball. spent the resources, we didn't invent baseball. Wasn't it invented in Canada? No, we did. Abner Doubleday, dude. Abner, Abner Doubleday was an American citizen. Union General Abner Doubleday. Mike's gonna look. Wrong he's gonna look. Mike's gonna look it up and find out that he was wrong and not say anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> baseball. So yeah, no, I don't definitely know the specifics, but I know that they rejected a proposal. And just because I know that baseball is really a sport that's willing to just at the drop of a hat block out when the players don't feel it. I really think that there's less than a 10% chance we're going to get baseball this year. And that does make me very sad. I'll start with the context of what's going on for our listeners, if you're not aware. So basically the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball have been negotiating for a couple of weeks now to try and find common ground to actually play a season this year. Obviously all teams, I mean, every major sport is facing major losses because of the uh, lack of revenue from ticket sales, but also just merchandising and everything that comes with playing a regular season. So we're all operating at losses anyway. So there's a lot of negotiations right now happening um, between, the, again, the league and the players to decide how they're going to get compensated to be playing in these games. They're clearly very far apart. 
the players proposed a 114-game plan that would start in a couple of weeks in June. MLB rejected that. And what it's moving towards is a more likely scenario of being played somewhere in the range of, I would say, 60 to 80 games. The worst case scenario is 50 or they don't play at all. But the, real, the likely reality is that it'd be probably somewhere between 60 and 80 um, when the two, uh, two sides come to terms. So they have, I think, a four or five days to make a final decision on what they want to do for the season because they have to give the players a couple of weeks to actually get started and they can't really go too deep into October um, or even beyond that for playoffs and stuff. So clock's running out, unfortunately. You know, I, I hope Kylie wrong. I hope that they can figure it out and that they can, can play because I think – I really think it would be detrimental to the sport of baseball if they don't get a season in this year. I think public interest would go down significantly and it would show the greediness of not only the owners, but the players as well, that they weren't able to compromise. So, so what does everyone think in terms of, are we actually going to get baseball? Cause Dan gave his opinion, Pat, I want to hear your opinion. Mike, I want to hear your opinion. Tommy, I want to hear your opinion. Do you think they are going to be able to compromise or do you think these selfish little prima donnas are going to say no? Um, I think they probably will be able to compromise because I think at the end of the day, it's it's very I important to people think they that it comes back and about the people. I think they do give a shit because they they're very worried about, like Dan said, public interest completely taking a nosedive. Because if there's any sort of precedent for other sports playing during this and succeeding during this, they're going to be the ones left out, and they cannot risk that because there's dollars. It's not because, because the people. It's because there's money. Yes, they would lose money compromising that. Now, but it might cost them money later yeah. on. So, so money's point, they're declining. Baseball is um, the only issue. They're going to figure it out. The biggest issue is always the money, right? Like, that's the whole thing, right? The, the new proposal the MLB came up with, big name guys, Garrett Cole, let's just say, like, his big $35 million deal, he'd only get 22% of that. So the guys at the lower end, it's not really a big deal because they're going to put the league minimum somewhere around 550000 bucks. But the, the biggest thing is when it comes to the guys who really have the voice in the MLB Players Association are the, the highest paid players. So the deal was for this 50-game season, which is likely to happen, or like a 60 to 80-game season, is that they're going to take somewhere between like a – they'll be down to 20 to 30% of their income for the season. And that, that's based on a lot of different factors. Well, if you're playing um, the idea of 20 to 30% of the game, shouldn't you, you know, be paid 20 to 30% of the money? They're going to get paid 20 to 30% of the games to play like – 30 to 40 to 50 percent of the season depending on how much they can get in but -hmm. i think the argument on behalf of the mlb is just that like you're gonna have no fans like things like jersey sales are gonna be down like uh, there's gonna be a lot of broadcasting might be different so there's there's gonna be less money coming in so there's gonna be even more reduced in a priority so mike so mike thinks they're gonna come back dan thinks they're gonna come back pat thinks they have no choice why am i the only one who's a negative nelly because baseball will die a slow death starting with this season if they don't. Baseball's already dying a slow death. Yeah, but there was a knife that was keep, keeping pressure on the wound, and if this, they don't come back this year, it's like pulling the knife out, out and then pulling oh, it out. I, enough with the metaphors. I guess to talk about money, the interesting thing that, I, that I've been sort of thinking about as we've seen these proposals from leagues in the U.S. and talking about, what you know, in terms of salary, how are we going to do this to restart seasons if it's smaller? The reason, actually, that, that it was so incredibly easy for the European soccer leagues to start back up is because you don't play, you don't pay players X per year. You pay players X per week of the season. So if the season resumes, they're just getting their paycheck again. And that was, there was no opposition. The only opposition was at first, at least several Premier League players, including one guy named Troy Deeney, who's a big deal, 
um, was just coming out and saying, if this isn't safe, there's no reason for me to be here for, you know, for any amount of money. And I think that it's interesting how the, the unionized, basically like the labor groups in all these leagues in the U.S. have, have essentially held this up so long when, you know, other things are like, oh, yeah, we're going. Here we go. Speaking of the weekly stipend, someone who people who live on that are obviously the minor league players, and they're probably the biggest casualty in this whole yeah, holdup yes. situation with MLB and the Players Association. Because last yep. week alone, across a dozen, a dozen plus teams, I think there was like a thousand plus players cut because they can't afford to pay them anymore, and they're literally getting paid four hundred dollars a week. So, I think it's disgraceful that the MLB couldn't come to an agreement and be able to still pay their players. Literally they could have if they wanted nothing to. Nothing in the grand scheme of things. They, they could have easily, if they wanted to, but, but they just didn't want to because it doesn't make them any money. Exactly. Right. That's why, to me, all these so, 12,000 layers of farm systems is kind of stupid. This is the time when being a lean, mean thing is going to help you, and the leagues that are, and the sports that are lean and mean and, you know, sort of have a very small line per team are not having a problem. One I will make if baseball were to come back, just something I, I did see that was interesting to me. I think they talked about um, the two things that they have agreed upon, already done and, and set in stone, that they will be bringing in expanded playoffs like the other leagues have, but also that the uh, MLB is going to actually impose the universal DH if they play this year and probably moving forward, which and, I – And moving forward? In years past would be yeah. opposed to, I, I think, and moving forward. So originally this is something that I would be – uh, have been opposed to because I'm definitely a very traditional baseball fan in that sense. I like to see the pitchers hit. I like to see um, you know, guys like Noah Syndergaard and, and Madison Bumgarner hit home runs off people. Like I, I think that's cool. Like Bartolo Colon, for example, like that we wouldn't have that moment in baseball history if, if they had mm-hmm. gone that way. But for this specific yeah. season, the greatest moment the, ever. The Mets, the, I, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of teams would actually benefit from that, um, especially – for me, the Mets would benefit greatly from having that because they have about four every or five National League team is automatically just, a step better. I, w- I would argue though that the Mets are in best shape to benefit from that because they do have, yeah. you know, Cespedes, they have Cespedes. JD Davis, Dom, Dave, uh, Dom Smith, like so many guys, Cano, who could step in and play that DH role and preserve their health longer. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So that's something actually I'm excited to see if, if they are able to play baseball, how they can implement that and, you know, if it'll make the Mets better because I think it will. So let's say right here, right now, we get, let's call it a 70-game season because that's right in the middle of what mm-hmm. they're talking about. With or without playoffs. Let's say we get a 70-game season with expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. I know this is the dumbest question I could ask, but who wins this year's World Series? New York Yankees. Yeah, well, I'm going to say the Yankees because, A, I'm a Yankee fan, and Yankees. B, because they're disgusting. No, but I'll back um, it up. I'll back it up. The Yankees, yeah, I mean, I will too. In the last couple of years, have gotten off to a slow start in the beginning of the season, and people have attributed that to the weather in New York. A Yankee team starting in the middle of say July, which is like primo time when when the Yankees are tearing it up. Now you've got players like, for example, like you have John Carlos Stanton, who has admitted to saying he cannot play in the cold, who is complete garbage until about May. Um, can now coming in in July to like the exact type of weather that he wants being on a long rest body Yankee players are banged up towards the end of last season. I don't know. I think the Yankees, which is where they usually shine, like from that June to like August push, I think you're going to see a lot. I think you're going to see the Yankees just tear. And I think that pitching staff is sorted out now. Yeah. 
I think you see this – if it's a 70-game season, I think you see the Yankees win like 55 to 60 games. So, I need I need I wanna... World Series predictions from, from uh, Pat, Dan, I think, and Tommy. Like in the MLB, how it typically is, I think – Obviously, I, I, the favorite has to be the Yankees, just based on everything going on. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll ultimately end up being like just some maybe secondary tier team, like maybe like your Twins. Uh, I think actually a real wild card might be like a the brutal. Twins. Are you smoking crack? They won, they won 101 games last year, man. Yes, and, and then they, they promptly lost. The this is their yeah. year. It was okay. not even a fucking contest. That division that they play in is very meh. And they had the Tigers last year who were biblically bad. I'm just saying, listen, I feel like every year there's at least some mid-level team, like not like necessarily the favorite that either ends up winning it or is at least in it. So I would say never pick the Twins because they always had to play the Yankees yeah. in the first round and that hasn't gone well. I'm not saying it's going Tigers. to be them. I'm just saying like, like a Twins, maybe even like a Braves. Um, I mean, the Braves are a good team. That's not a bad pick. That's, to me, they're not an outside pick. Neither are the Twins. The Twins are favored to win their division. Yeah, it's not a good division. <laughs> Neither, I mean, NL East is good. Don't say the NL East is a good division. The NL East, the is Rays the were division. very good last year, and the Red Sox were good last year as well. Ew, the Red Sox that. were the, the one they won like eighty games. It's okay, but the Red Sox. Well, okay, so they won eighty. The next team in the division won ninety, and the Yankees won a hundred. That's better than the Twins division. I guarantee the Twins division was. They were probably in the hundreds, and the closest team was like Indian, low eighties. The Indians were good. The Indians won. I want to say ninety games. The Indians have been like quietly good mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yeah, now. they've been quietly good forever, but never, never good enough in you're Cleveland just, fashion. You're just hate, you're just hating the Twins because they always lose to the Yankees in the first round. That's, that's basically Dude, why it's comical. If you if you want to have it's a amazing. nice laugh, go look up like the Twins Yankees series from the last twenty years, and it's it's you, you got to feel bad. Uh, you you really it's always the ALDS, and it's and I just will I'm never I'll always remember watching ALDSs in their old stadium when Torrey Hunter would have to like jump through that bullshit plastic bag of a wall just to make a catch. And I just, for, for a while, I really did truly think the only people we were allowed to play in the first round was the twins. Yeah. It's like, it was like watching a beating by an older brother and like a little brother. It was just, yeah, like... it was very, it was very normal. It happened every year and uh, the little brother had no chance. Yeah. So Dan, who's your, who's your champion? <sighs> yeah. As much as it absolutely pains me, I, I, Again, the smart decision has to be the Yankees. I mean, just top to bottom, they're they're so stacked in every way possible. I'm curious to see how they respond in the rotation with not having um, Severino because that's going to be a big, especially in playoff time. Um, that's been the does. Yankees' downfall is that they don't have um, great starting pitching. Uh, obviously, now Cole changes that in some ways, but uh, I guess behind him would be like Tanaka and then um, – Paxton. Yeah, Paxton, who's been good, but – uh, I think it was fire the back half of last season and the playoffs. So, all right. So I, I'll say um, Yankees win the World Series um, as oh. much again as that pains me. Oh, this um, is on recording too. I love that. I know. That. Oh. I know. <laughs> yes. that's, that's, smart, that's smart me making a, a baseball solely talent-wise decision. I will make a bold – I guess not really a Super Bowl statement. Uh, bold statement. The Mets will win the NL East if that's how the structure is going to be. I, I do think that. And I think the Mets will make some noise, but they ultimately will not win the World Series because that's what the Mets do. So, fair enough. Tommy, what do you yeah. think? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not the biggest baseball person. I'm just going to trust the uh, the expert, you know, consensus and and say that it's going to be the Yankees because uh, more often than not, it's the Yankees, I guess. 
Not since 2009, bro. Yeah, not not so much in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Not 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 as much of a given. No, definitely not as much of a given. But they have, well, you know, made it very far, very consistently, though. They have, and and history might be different if the Houston Astros hadn't been a fucked up would, organization. Would be so. different. Would be different. Let's use that word. Yeah. Although, last thing I want to touch on, Mike, I'm curious why you were so vehemently nodding or uh, shaking your head when I said that the Mets were going to win the NL East. I'm curious why, why you think that. No, I was just uh, – I was still, like, exciting and, and dancing around from hearing you on a recording say that the Yankees oh. are going to win a World Series. For those of you who don't oh. know, Dan has been perpetuating a rivalry between the Yankees <laughs> and the Mets for, like, the entire time I've known him. A decade, there, yeah. Jesus. In that time, like, I understand early, like, 2000s or whatever, like, sorry. The first year the we knew Dan, the Yankees immediately won a World Series. Yeah. <laughs> But he's been perpetuating. That's just, that was, it was, it was right a away. between the Yankees and the Mets. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. Like, it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> but I would disagree about the rivalry because I th- you guys don't see it that way because you guys have been the better team for the, since you know, the, since forever. The but it's, yeah. But when you are for a very long time playing second fiddle to the Yankees in the same city, it's annoying that, like, the Mets are – written off even in their good years because they play in the same time as the Yankees. So that kind of creates that. Even like I think the Mets are written the off Mets... because they've just proven to be consistently crap over the last 20 years. Management well, look has. At, look yeah. At, yeah, it's it's the fucking Wolfons, which, again, don't even get me started on fucking Jeff Wolfon. But in 2015, the Mets made it to the World Series. And, like, still, like, no one in New York really talked about it besides Mets fans because the Mets are always just going to be second fiddle no matter what happens. Like the Mets could win the World Series, and I disagree. people still would associate the Yankees. Well, with being I mean, if, team. if you look at history, so historically they've played 122 times, which to me seems shockingly low. The record currently is 71-51 to the Yankees, and uh, the longest win streak was is held by the Yankees seven games across 02-03. The Mets won six across 13-14. And fun fact, in the first ever meeting at Yankee Stadium on the June 16th, 1997, the Mets won 6-0. And that was the dynasty Yankees. So. Well, I, w- I will say this is kind of a closing point to the baseball argument or conversation. How cool would it be for this year if baseball is going to be played that the World Series would be Mets-Yankees? I, I would die. Sad. I would die. Yeah, that would, be, that would be huge for the city, like, just based on everything that's going on, like, COVID, all the people that have, you know, been sick have passed away, like, just to get even just one of those teams, honestly, to, to grace the World Series. Or, you know, that goes across all things. The Islanders, uh, Painsbury, the Rangers, um, you know, the Jets. We've been the, real dry for real long in this yeah. city. We haven't had a championship uh, in a while, man, and this is New York. We expect better. People, Eli. Love, to, people love to think that the Rangers uh, are just – generally better than any sort of New York alternatives. Uh, but meanwhile, they've been pretty, I would say from a championship perspective, they've had one in the last, since the since World War II. They're so, like the Knicks. They're the worst of the original teams. Mm-hmm. Like the, that's just their historic team, but they're the worst they're, of they're the historic they're, teams. They're historic because they play in MSG and they, they play in the biggest city in the world. There's and no they're one of the original the teams. Same with the Knicks. Same exact team owned by the same gigantic fucking asshole. That's actually oh, funny that we didn't mention, fuck and this will be our, our closing point. No one talk, We didn't talk about the Knicks. They didn't get invited to the, the party. Because they're <laughs> shit. RJ, we love you. Please Dude, stay forever. Like, we love you so much. Said, I, we need some type of a lottery system or something. Get the Knicks yeah. in there. Yeah, they find a golden ticket in their chocolate bar. How the fuck else 
else are they going to get? <laughs> this organization doesn't deserve to be cut breaks. Yeah. This organization deserves to be treated like they play. Just, just, just you know, sports. even if he, even if they did find a golden ticket, they would have ended up like being sucked in the tube, but like like Augustus Glue or like. <laughs> Some other. They would have traded the golden ticket before they could even have fucking yeah, used to, it properly. To Slugworth. No, no, they would have been like the fake golden ticket. It would have been the fake golden ticket, like the fake out one. Adam Silver looks like Slugworth. Obviously, we're, as you can't tell, we're all really excited to have sports back. Um, again, even if it takes you know a month or two to, to start easing back in, the fact that there is that light at the end of the tunnel is really exciting. And uh, hopefully, again, baseball can get everything figured out and all the other sports can get their stuff figured out so that we can kind of slowly get back into the normal uh, way of life when it comes to our sports so with that let's do our closing statements of the episode so as always everybody has one line to close our conversation so we will start today with mike guess we'll start with um i don't know just in case we've been saying this on a lot of our sports episodes on behalf of dan fuck jeff wilpon on behalf of all of us <laughs> fuck james dolan on behalf of the islander fans uh Fuck John Tavares. Inspiring <laughs> words. We're truly inspired. Very nice. Oh, and fucking Houston Astros. Uh, Kyle. Do not let Liverpool win the league on our home field. That would be so insulting. And to conclude, fuck James Dolan. Whoa, that was chilling. But Tom, what, uh, what do you have for us closing statement-wise? I just want to say... Go Yotes. I'm riding that 51 odd wave. All right. It's going to happen. I like it. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy a nice little trucker Yotes hat or Yo, something and represent coming, because they're going all the way. You're coming, over, you're, you're, you're coming over for the Yotes games, right? Hell yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Put, put some money. I put a hundred bucks on the Yotes to win the Stanley Cup. A hundred dollars. We don't have that kind of money. Dude, <laughs> tattoo. Coyote tattoo. Uh, oh, I'll get a coyote it. tattoo if they lose. If they lose, wow. that's a very good odds. You're, you're getting a kind no, of you, it's, it's recorded. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have one thing. Uh, don't let these hooligans fool you. The DH is, uh, is sinful, and it's not how Abner Doubleday would have wanted it. All right. Well, I think for me, my closing statement, obviously, please to all the owners of baseball and players, figure your shit out, please. I'm really struggling about baseball, so figure out your shit. Do it for the betterment of the sport and do it for your fans who are desperately waiting for them to come back. So figure your shit out and let's get the ball rolling literally and figuratively. So <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of inclusion. We digress. Thanks as always to you guys for a good conversation. If you guys want to join the conversation, talk about anything we talked about tonight, definitely tag us on social media, join the conversation. Instagram. We are at in underscore conclusion underscore pod at Twitter. We are at, we underscore digress we're actually now on youtube too so we're going to be posting some clips there and hopefully some full-length episodes and we are on apple Podcasts and spotify so follow us subscribe give us five stars like we're here and we will catch you guys on the next one peace out oh, to my only fans oh yeah mike in the robo yo oh cut little little under basketball jersey oh bobby <laughs> <laughs>